hello. Welcome back to Spacious. I am so excited to dive into today's topic with y'all. This is stemming from just conversations that I'm having all the time with my clients. Um, my clients who are really showing up as leaders, as CEOs of companies who are managing teams, managing a lot of clients, a lot of customers. These are the types of conversations that are required to hold that level of success. And I am excited to bring it to y'all. Welcome to Spacious, the podcast for business owners, leaders, and CEOs who desire simplicity, sustainability, and spaciousness in their lives and in their companies. In this podcast, we'll dive deep with lessons, perspective shifts, coaching, and guests to help you find and create a spaciously successful business. I'm so glad you're here. Okay. So I know some of y'all have probably heard this story before, but honestly, repetition is the key to mastery. So we're going to tell it again. (laughs) Um, so in high school, I, the first year of high school, I ran track and I, I mean, just being honest was not very good. (laughs) I had grown up dancing and then I had quit dancing and my mom was like, well, you need to do some sort of athletic thing. And I didn't, feel particularly, uh, capable of like running and doing something else like running and kicking a ball. So I was like, well, like just running, I can do that. Right. And like, wasn't great, but very committed. Like I tried very hard. I I showed up to all the practices, to all the meets. I would like run on the weekends. Like I, I put in my, I put in the work. Um, and I remember talking to my grandma at some point during that journey and just like being kind of down on myself and like really wishing I could run further and run faster. And I, I really wanted to like run like longer distances. And this is still true. Like I want to be the kind of person that's like, oh, I'm having a hard day. Let me go for a run and just like casually run like five miles. Um, I'm getting there now in my life. I mean, still not five miles, but anyway, long story long, my grandma offered this like little wisdom drop in the way that like only older people I feel like can really do where she was like, well, you know, it's not so much about setting out to run these long distances, but rather about like giving yourself the breaks that you need, but over time shortening the time of those breaks. And so like, you know, you might only run one mile at a time and then you need to walk for a couple minutes, but those couple of minutes will lessen over time and you will get to be able to run those longer distances. And I mean, A, that makes so much sense, right? Like just logically very sound. And B, like what a powerful life lesson around resilience. Because she wasn't saying like, just push through, just do it. Like, don't stop. You know, rest is for weak people. She was saying like, of course, give yourself what you need. And over time, that need will like become less and less and less. And you will be able to get to your goal. And I just, I think that's beautiful and so kind. And I had taken that lesson in so many different avenues in my life and definitely in my business. And so this podcast is really about mastering. And I'm using that with like quotes around it because like we're perpetual students, right? But mastering this idea of resilience, specifically emotional resilience and why that is so important and essential in entrepreneurship, in running a company and managing a team and having a lot of customers, a lot of clients in just doing all of the things. Because here's the thing. 
Like emotional resilience is required for so many reasons. One, you're going to be interacting with other humans. (laughs) Like that's a part of running a business, right? Like there's going to be team members, customers, clients, people on Instagram, people on your email list, whatever it might be. There are going to be other people involved and other people are super entitled to have their own ideas, their own opinions, their own beliefs, their own experiences, et cetera. And sometimes those might conflict with yours and you might feel triggered or you might feel moments of being judged or you might judge others or you might have doubts or fear or shame or all these things come up, right? Because that's just the the result of interacting with other humans. Um, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like that's beautiful. Like that's kind of why we're here, right? To like learn and grow in relationship with each other. But like that requires having an amount of emotional resilience. Otherwise you you will hate interacting with other humans in your business and you will resist it. I mean, other examples of where this shows up in your business, you're going to have to make decisions. And for a lot of people, making decisions is a very emotional experience because they have a lot of fear of making the wrong decision. Maybe they have experiences in the past where they feel like they have made the wrong decisions. Um, you know, they don't want to mess up. They don't want to do it wrong. They don't want to disappoint anybody, et cetera. It's an emotional experience to make a decision. And we are making multiple decisions, many decisions every single day as business owners. And then you're also going to have the experience of like having just hard times, having times where no one's buying, having times where posts aren't performing well, having times where, you know, people are saying mean things or commenting mean things or whatever. Like all of these things are part of the experience of growing an online business. And while it's nice to say, oh, well, I just want to experience that because I'll just be perfect and everyone will like me and I will be the the most <laughs> the most people pleaser there ever was and I'll be a nice girl and I'll be a good girl and I will always win and everyone will always love me and um I know that you're saying that cuz I also say that <laughs> uh that's just not that's just not the reality of it and I'm not saying that to be like the big like you know dark thoughts in the room I'm just saying that's just part of the experience and the sooner that we can learn to know that to understand that to hold ourselves through that, to have the emotional resilience, to have those experiences and still show up and still run a business and still be a CEO and still be a leader, the faster we will grow. Because what happens is if you don't do any of this work, if you avoid all of this work, if you have no interest in this type of work, unconsciously, you're going to avoid growth because you're going to avoid feeling those things. You don't want to feel those things. You don't want to feel like someone's mad at you. Like you've disappointed somebody, like no one likes you, like all of those sorts of things. You don't want to feel those. Of course you don't want to feel those. No one wants to feel those. So you will avoid them. And I I find this a lot with clients who feel like maybe they've plateaued in a way or um, just like that they're doing all the things, but they're not seeing the growth that they want in one way or another. Maybe that's the number of clients or or a dollar amount or something. And often it's like our brain is like, oh, it must be a a strategic thing. Like I got to go do more. I got to go do more. And you're doing all of the things and you're still not seeing the growth, what we usually uncover is that there's something else that's kind of standing in the way. And it's generally something around this, this emotional resilience, this ability to go into something scary, go into something hard, go into something potentially that will feel bad, maybe, and know that we can hold ourselves through it, know that we can make our way through it. Does that make sense? I mean, this is why I have support. Like, 
I don't need a coach or a mentor to tell me what to do at this point. To be honest, if someone tells me what to do, I'm going to be like, fuck you, I'm doing the opposite. <laughs> if you're a rebel tendency, you know what's up, you know how it is. So um, I don't hire people for that. I hire people to help me navigate the emotional depths of being an entrepreneur, of being a CEO, and to help me hold things because you inevitably have to hold a lot of things. Unless you don't, just don't want to grow, which is fine. Like you can make that decision to keep your business where it is, but then don't, don't punish yourself for that decision. Right. Okay. Kind of went off there. Kind of blacked out. I don't know what I said. I hope it was good. <laughs> no, I trust that it was. Um, so in developing the skill, in building the skill, it's not like, oh, just do this one thing, journal this one thing, and you'll have it, <laughs> and you'll be done, you'll be good. It's like this ongoing practice of awareness, of noticing when we are when we are taking something that is happening or taking something that we're experiencing. For example, someone being mean to us on the internet or a big decision or um, someone saying they're disappointed with us, someone asking for a refund, something like that. Having those moments noticing when we are turning those small moments and I'm going to call them small intentionally because on a long enough and large enough timeline, those are very small moments. I'm not discounting your feelings about them. You might have big feelings about them, but in the grand scope of your business and of your life, those are small moments. So we're having that and we're, we're making those small moments mean a lot, mean so much, mean, everything about us, about our capabilities, about our leadership, about our business, about our success. Like we're making one troll or one refund request or whatever mean everything. And that is so wildly unfair and out of balance and just honestly incorrect. And emotional intelligence and emotional resilience challenges you and teaches you how to see it for what it is, honor the human, honor your experience, honor your feelings, take care of yourself and get back to fucking work <laughs> and start running again, right? Like if we use my grandma on my running journey and I'm not saying that in a bypassy way, there's so much room to be in the fields of it. There's so much room to, to take care of the human, but that is not where we're making decisions from. That is not where we're leading our business from. We're doing that to take care of the human so that we can put on our CEO hat and run the business. Does that make sense? And a practice that I find really helpful in those moments is recognizing that I get to tell the story. I get to decide what the story is. And so there's one version, if we use the refund request, there's one version of the story that's like, this person wanted a refund. I must be terrible at what I do. No one likes me. Do all of my clients want refunds? Does everybody hate me? Am I destined to never make another dollar? Is this the end? Like that's one story. And that's a story that a lot of people will tell. And there's another story that says, huh, this just most, this wasn't aligned for some reason. I bet there's something to learn from this experience. And when I feel like I have the bandwidth to really dig into it, I will. But for now, we're going to make a decision that honors our contracts and honors our agreements and feels good to us. We're going to execute on it and we're going to keep showing up and we're going to keep doing the thing because we know that what we're doing is important and matters and that this one small moment doesn't dictate anything about who we are, what we stand for, what we're doing, right? Being able to shift that story, shift your energy, that is so key. And like, I know I say this all the time, 
I guess this is a new podcast. If you've never listened to the old podcast, maybe you don't know that I say this all the time. Um, but I say this all the time. Like no one talks about this and it's disappointing to me. I mean, I guess it's not like I like being the one that gets to talk about it, but it's disappointing to me because if you're not having these conversations and developing these skills, running a business is literally like a hundred times harder than it has to be because everything feels so big and so heavy all of the time. And like, no wonder you feel burnt out by your business. No wonder you don't want to show up for your business. If it feels that taxing all the time, like no one would but it doesn't have to feel like that. It can feel more spacious. And when you start to develop these types of skills, does that make sense? So being able to shift your energy in the moment. And again, not from this place of bypassing and being like, Oh, that's dumb. You shouldn't feel this way. No, honor your feelings. Your feelings are matter. You matter. But we're just not running the business from that place, you know? So being able to shift your energies to come back into leadership, to come back into CEO, to do the things you need to do in your business and take care of the human is so important. It's not about controlling or anything like that. It's learning to work with yourself and take care of yourself. So if you need a takeaway from this episode, the takeaway would be start asking yourself, what story do I want to tell here? Am I telling a story that feels good? Am I telling a story that feels empowering? Am I telling a story that even feels true? And not again, in a way to like be mean to yourself, but to be like, I get to tell the story here. And the story I typically want to tell is one that feels good and inspires me to keep going, you know? And so much of this conversation is really under the larger umbrella and context of working with your nervous system, of having the ability to come back to a regulated state, of leading your business, leading your company through calmness, which is something that for me personally, I really pride myself on that I have come to this ability. I've developed this skill set that I can make the decisions and be the CEO and run the business and grow the company from a place of calmness, not from a place of scarcity or urgency or pressure or stress or any of these things that used to fuel me and fuel so many business owners, right? And so I'm, I'm talking about this and I'll be talking about this idea a lot more in the coming weeks because there's something coming on the horizon and this is going to be so vague because I want to tease it and tease y'all just a little bit. There's something coming and I'm not telling you the name of it yet. I'm not telling you what's included yet. I'm not telling you any of the details, but it's about this conversation, these ideas, and using these tools to create richness. And that word, we're going to really explore that word together. If you follow me on Instagram, if you are listening to this podcast, you're going to hear a lot about this word because when I say rich, I don't just mean money, though money obviously is a huge part of it and a very important part of it. And we will definitely be talking about money. But I mean a life that feels, a business that feels rich, that feels warm and cozy and decadent and gooey and yummy and all of these things. When I think of rich, I kind of think of chocolate, <laughs> but like all of these things that are just so like savored and like yummy. That's what I want to really open up the conversation to. And that is what 
this thing that I'm teasing is going to really help you hone in on and create for yourself. The, the currently working tagline is around creating your richest year ever. And I'm so excited to lead people on that journey, facilitate that journey. And anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I've already revealed too much sneak previews on the podcast. All of that being said, if you want to be in the know, if you want to be the first to know and to get all of the secret, sneaky, best opportunities with this program, I would love to invite you to join the waitlist, the secret waitlist. <laughs> um, we're going to be building that up for a while. And if you're on that, on that email list, on that waitlist, you're going to get exclusive content to really help you start this journey now and also just all the different bonuses and you know best pricing and all those all those good things that come with being on the wait list so that link is in the show notes i would love for you to join that so that you can have your richest year ever what was your takeaway from this episode what action are you going to take come share it with me over on instagram it's linked in the show notes there you will also find any other important information from this episode if you're enjoying the podcast, why not share it with a friend or leave a review? This helps others find the show, and I would be so grateful for your support.